Hello and welcome to the 6th episode of Runalyze This, India's first running podcast. This is Dharmendra, the host for this podcast. This is a podcast with an Indian flavor for runners, wherever you may be around the world. I'm a running coach and freelance writer based out of Bangalore, India. So what do I have on this episode for you? I have a roundup of recent events on the Indian and international running calendars since the last episode. Something to power your training and some running related reading recommendations. This is a short episode again, since we don't have an interview like we've had on the previous few episodes. There have hardly been any races in India since the last episode, except perhaps the Mangalore Half Marathon and a few local races such as Running and Living's events, since this is usually a quiet time for Indian runners. There was also the Hyderabad edition of the Urban Stampede, the corporate relay race organized by Runners for Life, but little else of note. On the international side, however, while Mo Farah's appearance at London is yet to happen, Bernard Lagarde's debut, which we discussed on the last episode, did happen at the New York City half in March. Lagarde finished 12th in a what should be a modest time for him in 62.5 minutes and a few seconds. The race was won by pre-race favourite Wilson Kipsang in 2 seconds over 61 minutes in a very tight finish. There were also 4 major marathons including one world marathon major in the last month. Tokyo, Seoul, Rome, LA were the 4 marathons. The male winners in each of these races were East Africans. The earliest of these was Tokyo where Denis Kimeto won in a course record of 2 hours, 6 minutes and 50 seconds. And Abiru Kebede of Ethiopia won the women's race in 2 hours and 25 minutes and 34 seconds. On 17 March in Seoul, Kenya's Franklin Chepkoni won the men's race in 2 hours and 6 minutes and 59 seconds over Ethiopian competitors. While the women's race was also won by another Kenyan, Philomena Chipchechir, in 2 hours, 25 minutes and 43 seconds. Franklin Chepkoni won $80,000 for winning the race in a timing of under 2 hours and 10 minutes. An interesting sidelight of Seoul was Yuki Kaochi who came 4th in a 1 second PR for him in 2 hours 8 minutes and 14 seconds. As has been written about on several running blogs including the Japan running blogspot which I follow frequently, he set a new world record for the shortest time between 2 times of under 2 hours and 10 minutes which is barely 42 days. Expectedly, he was disappointed saying that he was aiming for a timing of 2 hours and 7 minutes which would have given him a clear place in the Japanese team for the World Championship and he described it as an incredible waste. On March 17th in Rome, Negari Getashu of Ethiopia won the men's race in 2 hours, 7 minutes and 56 seconds while Helena Kirop of Kenya won the women's race in 2 hours, 24 minutes and 40 seconds. However, both of them failed to beat the existing course records. In another race on the other side of the globe, in the LA Marathon, Eric Moss of Kenya won the men's race in 2 hours, 9 minutes and 44 seconds, while Alexandra Duliba of Belarus won the women's race in 2 hours, 26 minutes and 8 seconds. The highlight of her victory was the fact that the LA Marathon gave her a bonus for beating the men's time plus a handicap of 18 minutes. This is a an interesting feature of the LA Marathon where the men's and women's timings are separated by a handicap each year and both of them are encouraged to beat the handicap. So if the men for example kept up a gap of less than 18 minutes then the bonus would go to the men. 
Finally, on 24th March, in the Lisbon half marathon, Bernard Koech won the men's race in 59 minutes and 54 seconds. In the women's race, Edna Kiplagat, a seasoned competitor of Kenya, won the NAR in 8 minutes and 48 seconds. However, both these times were slowed down in the second half due to heavy winds. But definitely the highlight of the last month has been the World Cross Country Championships for those of you interested in athletics. For some of you who might follow me on Twitter, I tweet as Damonia. You would have noticed that I post queries to some people who are better informed than I am about why the Eritrean junior team didn't medal despite placing three boys in the top 10. Letsfriend.com answered that question for me with an inspiring story of the Eritrean team outing at the World Cross Country Championships. Apparently, the Eritreans had visa issues of varying magnitude. As a result, the Eritreans didn't end up with a full team of six and hence were ineligible for a podium place. It's quite a tragedy, but each of those boys who did manage to reach Poland ran their hearts out and hopefully will have a better time in the future. Just yesterday, the Two Oceans Marathon was completed in South Africa and was won by David Getebe in the men's division and Natalia Volgina in the women's. Uh, Stephen Mokoko, also a local favorite, won the half and uh, Biru Mengisto of Ethiopia won the women's. The reason this is significant is that the Two Oceans Marathon is one of South Africa's leading races despite not being really a marathon. It's in fact an ultra marathon and the courses are really hilly. So the timings that you would see even for the half, for example, Stephen Mokoka won in about a little over 63 minutes are pretty impressive if you look at the elevation profile of the race. Now for some running inspiration. For those of you who haven't set running goals for 2013, I would like to discuss the Boston Marathon with you and in particular their qualifying norms. Of the six races which make up the World Marathon Majors, the Boston Marathon is the only one which requires its applicants to have run a qualifying time or resort to running for charity if they are interested in running the Boston Marathon at all. The race is in its 117th edition this year and the only marathon which is older than the Boston Marathon, which is still actively run, is the Olympics Marathon and that happens only every four years. You can apply to the lottery in New York and London. You could of course apply to Berlin, Chicago or Tokyo, which still use registrations like most races worldwide. And as you already know, Tokyo joined the World Marathon Majors only this year. Berlin in fact had a mad rush of entries in 2013, which resulted in about 41,000 places running out in just under three and a half hours. All of these six races have charity places. New York and London also have entry norms, which are in fact tougher than Boston's. But that is somewhat softened by the fact that you could run for a cause or get a corporate entry or the lottery. Besides, London's norms are only for UK-based runners. International runners can only pray that they get through the lottery if they aren't elite athletes. Boston is the only one which has essentially only two ways to get in. Your time or charity and roughly 21,000 of Boston's 26,000 entries are open to those people who meet its qualifying norms. This is perhaps also why Boston has the fastest average finishing time of about 3 hours and 40 minutes over the past few years. The current qualifying norms for the Boston Marathon are 3 hours and 5 minutes for men aged 18 to 34 years and 3 hours and 35 minutes for women of the same age group. From then on, the times are relaxed by about 5 minutes for every 5 years till the age of 45, from which it jumps by about 10 minutes for every 5 years for the next 2 age group, and further it is 15 minutes for every 5 years. Since these norms 
could change from year to year, although they haven't changed very often in the past. I would recommend you check out the official website before planning your training in the future. I hope that you also realize that running a marathon in about 3 hours and 10 minutes, which is the norm for my age group, would put you in the top 5-6% to of runners as per discussion groups on the net. This may not be very accurate, but it gives you a reasonable sense of where you would be if you qualified for the Boston Marathon. So if you are ever planning to train for the Boston Marathon, good luck. Now we come to the part of the show which is intended to help you plan your training calendar. In about a week's time, we have the Paris Marathon on April 7th. In about two weeks, we have the Brighton Marathon and the Rotterdam Marathon on the 14th of April and a day later is the Boston Marathon on the 15th of April. As you would know by now, the Boston Marathon is run on the third Monday of April, also called Patriots Day in, in the United States. In about three weeks, we will also have the London Marathon on the 21st of April, which despite a few withdrawals, still has a fantastic feel. The most known of the withdrawals right now is Tirnesh the Baba due to a shin injury. And while we are on the London Marathon, in recent times there has been a lot of talk, including by some of the athletes involved, that there would be a serious attempt on the world record. I for one am skeptical, largely because the recent world record attempts in the case of men have all come from courses outside London, especially at Berlin, Frankfurt and even Rotterdam. I would think that the trend is likely to be maintained even in the next few years. In the case of women, however, the course record at London is also the world record. But given the standards of the fields right now, it's unlikely that anybody is going to even break 218 in the coming year let alone make a serious attempt at polar eclipse existing 2 hours and 15 minutes and 25 seconds. But I'd love to be surprised, we'll know on April 21st in any case. Thus, by the next episode, we would have had 3 of the 6 marathon majors in the year completed. For those of you in India, in about 7 weeks, we'll have the TCS World 10K and the race registrations have finally opened earlier this week. If you haven't already registered, I would recommend you go ahead and do so. Now we come to the part of the show where I tell you something you perhaps didn't know. On this episode, I have a few reading or browsing recommendations. Tony Revis has written yet another wonderful post on his blog on the Boston Marathon, which this year has invited some of its past champions to relive their experiences. Amongst those running are Jacqueline Hansen, winner in 1973, Jean Benoit Samuelson, winner in 1979 and 83, before she went on to win the inaugural women's marathon at the 84 Olympics, Greg Mayer, the 1983 winner amongst men, and Ambie Burfoot, 1968 winner, and hence described very famously by Reves as a Soissant Vitaat. In the same article, Boston New York marathon legend Bill Rogers pays tribute to Samuelson's incredible durability, where it's discussed that she's run a marathon in 2 hours and 51 minutes just 2 years ago, Running in the open division at the age of 53, if this can't inspire you to run, you will find it very difficult to find other sources of inspiration. And with that, we come to the end of the 6th episode. Thank you for listening. I hope to hear from you on your comments. If you are interested in supporting the show in some form, you can write to me at runalyzethis at gmail.com That is R-U-N-A-L-Y-Z-E-T-H-I-S at G-M-A-I-L dot com. This is a podcast for runners and by a runner. 
So I would love to hear from you, be it interesting facts about Indian runners, your experiences at global running event, and just about anything you think is worth your featuring on the podcast. Wish you the best for your training and your races. The music for this podcast has been composed by the talented Ramya Shankar. If you'd like to listen to more of her work, visit ramyashankar.com. That is www.ramyashankar.com. The blog for this podcast is at runalyzethis.blogspot.com. Till the next episode, goodbye. The information provided and opinions expressed on this show are based on the opinions and experiences of the participants. You should exercise due caution and consult your doctor before taking any action. Runalyze This assumes no responsibility for your actions based on listening to the show, which are assumed to be at your own risk. Yeah.